0: Luke chapter number two. Luke chapter number two. And we're going to start reading uh, off in verse number eight. My my message is how to have a right Christmas. How to have a right Christmas. Luke two, and starting in verse number eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For all that bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for another time to be together, Lord, on this Christmas Eve. Lord, I pray their hearts would be interested. Our hearts would want to know how to have a right Christmas. Lord, thank you for the work of the young people here this morning already. Lord, glorifying your name. And Lord, I pray as we continue now, Lord, that our hearts would be touched by your word. I pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. I'm sure you've noticed that there is lots of pressure... To get the right kind of Christmas. You know, and people besides ourselves get to send the agenda of what a right kind of Christmas is. You know, they want it white and bright. And for those of you who've been praying for a white Christmas, you've got your prayer answered, so stop praying for snow, okay? Uh, but we, we see these uh, pushes to have the right kind of tree, the right kind of decorations, the lights, the eggnog, the presents. We all want to be happy. Want to be able to get a lot and give a lot. We want peace and joy to abound. And I mean, all those things are nice and wonderful, but that's not the reason. It's not. It, they're wonderful, yes, but they're not the reason. And if we are not careful, Christmas can become a real hassle if we're not careful. You rush around, push for time. You spend money you don't have for people. For some people, you might not even like that much to give them stuff they don't really need. You know, and we, we struggle to get it right, and we acquire things we don't want. And we often get it dead wrong, and you know what we are? We're miserable. We get it wrong. I believe God wants us to get it right. I believe his, he's not so interested in us having a white Christmas, though I like it, but in having us have a right Christmas. So that begs the question, how can we have a right Christmas? What do we need to understand to change our lives to allow Christmas time to be a time of blessing and wonder instead of a time of stress and tension? If, you've had, if you have younger kids, there's a strong possibility tomorrow morning you're gonna, their kids are going to receive some gifts that you have to assemble. Aren't you excited about that, parents? I can remember one time my wife bought this huge, ginormous, massive palace of a dollhouse for my daughter's. And it's the only house I ever put together, all right? And uh, it was because it had these big pictures, illustrations. They were color-coded and everything else, and I made it. I was so proud of myself. Now, I didn't play dolls in it, but I was proud I made it, all right? Uh, And the idea is there was lots of instructions to help me know how to do it right. If there was no instructions, those poor girls would still be trying to put it together, all right? The reality is we have instructions from God's Word how to have Christmas right? It's there. It's there for us to have. And if we miss pieces, well, it doesn't help us have the best Christmas. The first thing we need to understand is you need to have the right master. The right master. Now, uh, I heard Brother Dave read earlier in the beginning of a service, the first few verses of Luke chapter 2. And in that text, a Roman emperor living in his splendid palace in Rome issued a decree that caused all people including a poor carpenter and his pregnant wife, to travel 90 miles from their home to their home of ancestry. And certain shepherds were just happening to be tending their field on the hills of Judea that night uh, when the angelic host just happened to appear and tell them what was going on. Now, we know that just all didn't happen. God had a plan. God had a plan. And he's sovereign God and he's accomplishing his eternal plan. And God's plan are truly amazing and beyond our comprehension. I can't understand all God's plan. And neither can you. But we trust by faith that God has a plan. We've seen from God's the word of God many times where God lays out his plan for individuals. Christmas can be a huge success. Everyone is home. It's snowing on Christmas Eve. All the things that we think that would make a wonderful Christmas. Or it could be a huge disaster like the time I burnt my turkey to a crisp and my house was full of smoke. That was a disaster for me, I assure you. But you wouldn't care as long as you know who is in control of everything. Obviously, I made it through that turkey being burnt. I stand before you. Right, I mean, and the idea is that we need to see who is in control of our life. Uh, you can get everything you possibly want. Uh, I, I don't know if in your family you ever seen these Christmas lists. Sometimes they're novels; they're not lists. I mean, page after page, <laughs> like, "Honey, we need to rob a bank." <laughs> you know, just so many things, and we could get everything we want, but we'd still be miserable we would still be miserable if you don't know Jesus. Or you could get nothing at all and experience the greatest joy because you know the Lord and He has a plan for your life and you're following Him day by day. When you have a relationship through Jesus Christ, He's directing your steps. I don't know about you, but that gives me great joy. It gives me great hope. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and He delighteth in His way. That's in Psalms 37, 23. So as I come to Christmas and as you come to Christmas, know that you need to have the right master to have the right Christmas. You need to follow his plan for your life. Then you're on the road to having the right kind of Christmas. The question for you is, do you have the right master? Then verse number seven we see in our scripture, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there's no room for them in the inn. You need the right kind of miracle. Well, I'm not talking about the miracle of snow in L.A. We see on television shows or a miracle of someone showing up uh, uh, for family Christmas dinner, which is great and is wonderful. Is not the trees I'm talking about or the tinsel or the gifts or the glitter or even family and friends. What I'm talking about is Jesus Christ. He's the greatest miracle. He's the greatest miracle. The true essence of Christmas is the birth of a baby. Not just any baby, but Jesus in human flesh. Let me read you a couple verses over in Isaiah. They were mentioned by our children this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. When you get a handle on who Jesus is and what he's done for you and what a great miracle he is, the whole concept of Christmas changes. You understand there's people whose concept of Christmas is all about giving gifts, having a big meal, and that's it. As far as it goes. My friend, Christmas is so much more than that. It's about Jesus coming to this earth. It's about the right miracle coming for me. Came to die. You know, we see so often in, in, maybe in books or magazines or movies, whatever the case, television shows, they, oh, the baby showed up, but they don't talk anything else about the baby. Hey, the baby is Jesus Christ come for us. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. For you have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be righteous of God in him. Through Jesus, we can be righteous. We can be saved. That's the miracle you need this Christmas if you haven't already have it. We need the right master. We need the right miracle. And we have the right message. I read for you already verses 8 to 12 here about the uh, the shepherds in the fields of Judea. I think they were slightly afraid, don't you think? The Bible tells us they were afraid. They were scared by what showed up that evening. They weren't expecting. They'd seen lots of crazy things on the hillsides of Judea, but never this. A message of grace and hope, peace, salvation. And the Lord, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you, that's personal, isn't it? Unto you, it was a powerful message. A Savior, for unto you who is born this day in the city of David. A Savior, that's a powerful message. Very powerful. A Savior, someone who would save them. Profound, which is Christ the Lord. And it was a pointed message This shall be a sign unto you. That ought to be our message all through the year. God help us as individual believers to be demonstrating what Jesus Christ has done for us. He saved us from our sins. He's our Savior and we're so excited. We have grace, we have peace, we have joy. Because of what He's done. And because we've accepted the gift of salvation. I certainly hope that when people see you at work, that they say, hey, you're different than us. What is the difference? Do you believe that message this morning? I hope you do, because it's a life-changing message. And it's one that you need to accept. You need the right motive. The context here, that the, the angels showed up. And this, you think of a sky, a night sky. The whole sky that these shepherds could see before them was full of angelic hosts singing and praising God. Talk about an amazing event. Talk about one that they would never forget. And when they opened their mouths to speak, they sought to glorify the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. Their only message, uh, uh, mission and motive that night was to exalt the name of Jesus, the name of God Almighty, and they accomplish that. When Christmas ceases to be about what you can get or how much you can give, it starts about how we can glorify God. Hey, I'm going to be excited tomorrow when I open up a gift, and if my kids got into it like they did last year, there'd be four or five boxes full of soap for me. Okay? I don't know where those kids get these ideas, because I've never done anything like that. But, you know, I'll still be excited about getting a gift. But the reality is, it's not about that. It's not about it. It's to glorify the Lord and lift His name up and say, rejoice! It's for Him. If I'm going to have the right kind of Christmas, I need to be glorifying the Lord. I need to be glorifying the Lord. Uh, Bring glory to God. That will help you have the right crown of Christmas. I know we have all kinds of Christmas traditions and and different things that we like to do, but those things don't bring glory to God. I mean, we enjoy them as a family. But if that's the traditions are all about Christmas, I'm gonna miss out on the true many. I'm gonna miss out rejoice in what he's done for you there's all kinds of wonderful things god has done for you this year rather than complain about everything that didn't get done or you didn't want to uh, see, or didn't get to do or whatever the case be grateful for what god has given to you that's part of christmas as well being grateful for what god has given you But Mary kept all those things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorified and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The shepherds heard the message. They, the angels sang and it was amazing and they glorified the Lord. And, you know, as I read this scripture, you know, these shepherds were like us, right? Do you agree with that? I need not make sure you are not fall asleep on me, all right? Yeah, they were like us. Some of them were short, maybe some were taller, maybe some were a little plump, maybe some of others ones were really skinny. And I could see the more nimble shepherds hoofing it to Bethlehem. While the more mature and more foundational type guys were coming behind. Saying, Wait up for us We want to see this. Don't you get there before me Because that's what we do, don't we? We don't want to miss out. We want to be together. And they showed up and they found the babe. They found him. They found Jesus. They believed what they heard, what they saw, and they left and they shared with everyone they met what they saw. I kind of get the idea is that when I read the scripture that the, uh, they weren't just looking for a couple of people, they were telling everybody. I can, I can remember one time I, I gave something to somebody and uh, they couldn't control themselves from telling everybody they met. It wasn't very much what I could recall, but they were excited about it. And they told everybody. And some people they didn't know, and the strangers kind of went, Okay. No problem. I'm staying away from this crazy guy a little bit. The reality is, as the shepherds went, they told everybody they came along their path. Everybody. And they were glorifying the Lord, telling all that was done. That's a great way to demonstrate how much you love him this Christmas. It's to tell others about Him. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. Oh, we, we can have Christmas without Him, but it won't be the right kind of Christmas. It won't be the Christmas the Lord has for us to have. The message of Gospel is worth sharing. But God commended His love toward us, and now while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved me so much while I was a sinner, He died for me. That's amazing love. That's a love beyond any human comprehending it. Why? Because He loved me so much. It's a message worth sharing. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And for everybody, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. I've met individuals and witnessed to them, tell them what the Lord has done. And what the gift of salvation He's provided, like, oh, I've done this or this or this. Well, it doesn't matter. What Christ did on the cross for us, shedding His blood, has covered all sin. And all men may come to Him. All men. No matter your past, no matter your position right now, you can come. The mandate of the Gospel is one of, uh-uh, come and see, in John 1.39 talks about, come and see the Savior. In Mark chapter five, when the maniac of Kadera was miraculously freed from all the uh, the demons who had controlled him, he was told to go and tell, and he did. The miracle of the gospel is that it eternally changes all those who accept the gift. I know there's many of you. I look across this crowd. I don't have my glasses on, so some of your faces are a little fuzzy this morning. But I know many of you here today have told me your testimony. And you told me where you were headed before you got saved. You were headed down a path that was wrong, that was outside the parameters of God's plan. And then you met the Savior. And you realized, I need Jesus. You turn from that system, whatever it was, and you place your full faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and you accept Him as your Savior, and you can tell me today, because you've told me many times, you're changed because of what that decision. Because Jesus changed His lives. He changes lives. And it's just not here on this earth, though. He does change you here on this earth. It's eternal change. You have forever in heaven with Him. Amazing! What a gift! What a miracle! Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. As individual believers, as Christians, we can do no better this Christmas than to tell others of the good news. Some of us, maybe, we don't even know what's underneath the Christmas tree or what someone's going to give us tomorrow or today. Maybe someone's gonna get an amazing gift. You know, you, you know, you've seen those gifts, someone gets them and their eyeballs just will blow out of there. Wow! You know, and, and the kids, I've actually seen some kids actually start to cry because they got exactly what they want and they're so excited! Great gifts. Jesus is the greatest gift. Jesus is the greatest. And if you don't know him today, he's available. He's ready and willing. There's no greater gift. I, I couldn't give you a greater gift for Christmas. Jesus is the greatest gift. Are you working hard to have a right kind of Christmas? Hey, let's remember the master. Have the right master. Understand the right message. And understand that you need Jesus. You need him if you're going to have the right kind of Christmas. I hope you'll lay these principles before you. And just as I use that instruction manual to put together that big house, the only house I've ever built in my life, that dollhouse, to help me build that, I believe you go to God's Word, you'll find instructions along with these to help you have the greatest Christmas if you just follow God's Word. Are you having the right kind of Christmas? You can. You can.